Hi, this is Michaela, and welcome back to Lactation Station Part 2 of Supplements. Please don't forget to join our Facebook page, Lactation Station 2020. It's a private group, and there's plenty of, you know, great women there that have just vast amount of knowledge. So you can come and feel safe and, you know, have a safe space to talk about your journey. If you're having problems on your journey and you need some help, you can go to my website, lactationstation2020.com. You can book a one-hour Zoom meeting for $25 and have my undivided attention, and we will go over, you know, whatever issues you may be having. Also, if um, you just need support, you know, maybe you don't want to join the Facebook group because you don't want to be, you know, in a group of people. Maybe you're embarrassed or, you know, you just need somebody to talk to. You can always email me at lactationstation2020 at gmail.com or, you know, drop me a text message. My number is 702-785-1614. I will always do my best to respond promptly. If you just need somebody to chat with, I am absolutely there for you. Now let's talk about a couple of the medications you may have heard helps with lactation. But before we can do that, we need to understand how it all works. The hormone prolactin must be present for milk synthesis to work. Now on the walls of the milk producing cells are prolactin receptor sites. And they allow the prolactin in the bloodstream to move into the lactocells and stimulate the synthesis of breast milk components. In a non-pregnant person, dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter, binds to prolactin and changes its chemical composition, making it ineffective for milk production. And dopamine does a lot of things. Dopamine causes you to want, desire, seek, and search. It increases your general level of arousal and good directed behavior. Dopamine creates reward-seeking loops in the sense that um, it makes people repeat pleasurable behavior. Our brains process pleasurable activity in the same way, and they, it also releases dopamine. Dopamine is the main brain chemical responsible for making us feel motivated. Dopamine has several main functions. It's called the motivation molecule, for providing drive and focus. It's been called the reward chemical since it's in charge of your brain's pleasure reward center. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter responsible for sexual arousal. Prolactin inhibits the secretion of dopamine, which can cause a drop in libido. You need to know if you're going to take medications that play with dopamine levels you need to be aware some of these results may happen. If you notice a loss of libido or lack of motivation, um, you know, any of that sadness, maybe you're feeling a little depressed, you might need to um, step back your dose of medication or wean off it for a little while and give your, you know, give your body some time to adjust. Any reduction in dopamine can cause mood changes. Very low concentrations of dopamine has been shown to stimulate prolactin levels rather than inhibit it. And suckling is the most 
potent and best characterized physiological stimulus for prolactin release. And tactile stimuli of the breast can increase serum prolactin levels in non-lactating women. Okay, so we talked about dopamine, what it is, and what it does. I wanted to talk about that so you would better understand what certain medications do. And the two most talked about medications that help with breast milk are Reglan, and that's what I'm going to call it because the medical trade name for it, I cannot say, and Domperidone. There are others. I've had people tell me that um, they're taking medication for ADHD and they started to lactate and a couple of other things. So I know there are others that can do this, but these are the two most talked about. All right, so the FDA approved Reglan in 1979. Both Domperidone and Reglan are a part of a class of medications called antiemetics, which is a drug that is used for the treatment of vomiting and nausea, conditions that cause vomiting and nausea, or vomiting and nausea caused by some drug treatments. And before we deep dive into how these medications will help you with breast milk, I want to clear up a couple of misconceptions and lack of knowledge about Domperidone. Domperidone has been around for about 40 years. It is approved for clinical use all over the world. In the U.S., you can get a prescription through an FDA program called Expanded Access Program. It can be prescribed by a physician who applies an investigational new drug protocol. On June 7, 2004, the FDA issued a statement warning breastfeeding mothers about getting Domperidone to enhance milk supply because there is a chance it can cause cardiac arrest. So let's look at why. Dr. Jack Newman, who is a pediatrician in Canada, said he felt it was a political statement and a scare tactic simply because people were continuing to use a drug that, that had not been approved. So what is all this based on? All right, so here's the story. Domperidone was given intravenously in very large doses, three times the recommended dose, to patients who were sick with other problems, most notably cancer, for which they were on chemotherapy. Domperidone was being used to decrease nausea and vomiting. Some patients were getting 1,000 milligrams of DOM every four hours intravenously compared to the more usual dose of 30 milligrams three times a day by mouth. It is also very likely that some of the chemotherapy drugs patients were receiving had cardiac side effects, and it was the combination of many things, age, cancer, large doses of DOM, and chemo drugs that likely killed the two people that were older men who died of cardiac arrest. Also, when that statement was issued in 2004, these cases were already several decades old. It wasn't new cases suddenly found and the FDA was issuing a warning. So Dr. Jack Newman, he says he has used Domperidone with infants and thousands of women with side effects being relatively mild, such as mild headaches, occasional menstrual irregularities, 
and mild cramping. Dr. Jack Newman, who also said there is no record of death in Canada from a healthy woman using Domperidone. Now, it's beyond my scope of practice to advise on medications that you should or shouldn't take. I'm simply giving information. I just want to help you make an informed decision. When I was researching Reglan, I found so many terrible stories about how Reglan had affected people. And one of the biggest things I found was that treatment with Reglan can cause tardive dyskinesia, which is a movement disorder that is often irreversible. This drug is bad enough that the FDA has a black box warning on Reglan. Okay, so let's talk about how these two are the same and how they are different. So both are antiemetics and both can be used off-label for lactation and they are both dopamine inhibitors. And here's where they start to differ. With Reglan, the antagonist activities at the D2 receptors in the chemoreceptor trigger zone in the central nervous system. The chemoreceptor trigger zone is located just outside of the brain and it contains receptors that detect emetic agents in the blood and relays that information to the vomiting, which is then responsible for the vomiting reflex. So when you're using Reglan off-label, this action is still happening. The CTZ is outside of the blood-brain barrier, but Reglan has been known to travel through that barrier, causing motion disease like tardive dyskinesia, which is often, like I said, irreversible. The laundry list of side effects is exhausting. Parkinson's-like symptoms, depression. There is also a limit of 12 weeks for taking Reglan because the longer you take it, the greater the risk of developing tardive dyskinesia. How is this even still on the market? That's crazy. Okay, so with DOM, it also blocks the D2 receptors, but it works at the pituitary gland, which is at the base of your brain behind the bridge of your nose. It does not cross the blood-brain barrier. Try to say that fast. Blood-brain barrier, and it affect the central dopamine like Reglan. It can also be used longer and on larger doses if needed. It makes it a safer alternative to Reglan. Also, the American Academy of Pediatrics has approved Domperidone for use in breastfeeding moms. Okay, so that's just a little bit about, you know, both of those and supplements in general and how they may or may not benefit you. In the next episode that I do, that I have coming up after these two, uh, I'll talk about the different ways to take supplements, powder, capsule, tinctures, teas. I also want to talk a little bit about commercially available products and the pros and cons of getting a bunch of different ingredients in one capsule for taking them individually. I hope that I helped, you know, at least a little bit understand what some of this stuff is and what you, you know, what might work for you. Even if you don't want to take supplements for um, inducing, take your time and look into Moringa and Shatavari, especially if you have problems with menstruation or, you know, you feel a little, you know, out of whack or your menstrual cycle's out of whack. 
And those are two really good herbs for women's health. Okay, so that's it for tonight. Like I said, I hope, you know, some of this information was helpful and, you know, helps you with your decision in the things that you may or may not want to take. This is Michaela at Lactation Station. I hope you have a great night.